Welcome to Across the Desk, where we discuss entrepreneurship, small business, and everything in between. Elizabeth Blue and welcome to Across the Desk. Today's Entrepreneurial End Trails. And a few months ago, I attended a fantastic event over at the DeGroote School of Business. And it was a uh, it was a showcase on the executive leadership development courses that were available through DeGroote. So glad I went. Uh, there was a fantastic keynote, Sid Ridgely, and he's one of the instructors at McMaster uh, at the DeGroote School of Business, who's going to be providing some of these courses. And their offerings are really interesting. And, and anything to do with education, I always get kind of excited about and I have, in fact, budgeted that into my time and my um, my overall operating budget for my business, my current business. And so why do I do that? Well, one is I've always been interested in learning. Um, I was one of those weird kids who, you know, come the end of August when we got to go school supply shopping and whatever, I was really stoked to go back to school. Um, at the same time, I got really bored and frustrated by about, you know, October, but I've always been intrigued with learning. I've always wanted to learn new things. I've always wanted to solve why and do improvements and whatever. And of course, as I aged, um, I also got really into personal development. Why? I don't know. Part of it is because I have a bit of a quirky personality that can rub people the wrong way. And I kind of got tired of pissing people off. So I thought, you know, I better do something about that. And so uh, not only did I start investigating why I am the way I am, I investigated ways of being better. Um, And not that there's anything wrong with myself or whatever, but I really like talking to people. Um, I like building relationships. I like connecting people. And if I come across as bossy or, you know, uh, some other antagonistic uh, personality characteristic, then that gets in the way of doing that. So for many, many years, um, I've read a huge variety of books. I've gone and done courses. Um, I've uh, uh, listened to podcasts and done online courses and attended little workshops and done all kinds of things. And one of the points that Sid Ridgely brought up during his talk was the difference between education and personal development and how, you know, we're in a bit of trouble if we don't have a balance of the two. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, just in the process of, uh, actually, I have launched my new business, which is a tech startup. Um, It's still, you know, it's in development and and things are going along. So it doesn't impact my existing business, which is a communications business. But I need to learn for both of those, right? So that falls under education. Um, And one of the things that I I found, um, just before I get too far into that, is to differentiate between personal and professional development. And maybe most people understand the difference. Um, And the way Sid put it was really good. Um, So unfortunately, I can't remember exactly how he put it, but it made me stop and think. It made me take note. Uh, I must have taken three or four pages of notes during his talk, and that was one of the ideas that popped out. And uh, another thing to support that is recently uh, Spark the Change Toronto wrapped up um, in June, and we had an amazing speaker, Lauren Waldman, who is the learning pirate, and she has has done a lot of training on neuroscience and how that affects behavior and organizational change and all of that. And she talked about how businesses fail to build development, personal or professional development, and continue learning into their business plan. And I thought that was genius. Um, I have worked for organizations who have had an education fund, but I think it was there more as a, you know, like we gotta versus we actually believe in doing this. 
Um, when I worked for Girl Guides of Canada, which was fantastic, one of my best jobs, um, I was a, um, a unit coordinator. And there was a ton of online training that you could do both for your job and for personal development because I was also a Girl Guide leader. Um, and so there was stuff that had to do with communication skills and managing challenges and what have you. And there was also things and ways to deliver better program. Uh, I did all of them. I love them. It was fantastic. Uh, then I worked for another organization, Haltech, which is a regional innovation center and also an education fund. And I decided to do the fundamentals of project management. But it was really interesting because at Girl Guides of Canada, it was strongly encouraged to do these trainings, obviously not in place of doing your job because you were allowed to do some of them during uh, office time if it was slow. But when I went to Haltech and wanted to take advantage of this education fund, the reception was completely different. And the executive director was really not enthusiastic about this and really wanted to tightly control, you know, what I was learning and, and why I was learning it and how did it affect my job and, and all the rest of it, which believe me, I understand those are valuable things. And you have to watch the budget and make sure that somebody's not doing basket weaving 101. However, I think if one of your employees comes to you and they have a desire for continued learning, that needs to be nurtured. And yes, definitely. I mean, you don't want to waste your money. So you do want to have a look at what they're doing. But for the most part, for me anyway, with my new company, um, there's definitely going to be an education fund. And if you come to me and you want to do a personal development course, then yeah, okay, let's throw some money towards that. Maybe not as much as it would be if it was a skills development, a professional development course, but definitely something. I want to encourage people to learn. I want them to know that I, I value that they're doing that and that I'll support them with it. Um, so there is a website, um, Bray Leno Learning, and it's B-R-A-Y-L-E-I-N-O Learning. It's out of the UK. And there's a blog post here, and it's what's the difference between personal and professional development. So I'm just going to read a, a quickie thing from there. Um, there is a difference between personal development and professional development. And of course, I don't have my glasses on. And it's easy to get caught in the crossfire of the two when looking to further your skills. But there is a huge crossover between them as well. So what are the main differences? Professional development involves developing yourself in your role to entirely understand the job you do and how you can improve. It involves enhancing the necessary skills to carry out your role as effectively as possible, and it's something that will continue throughout your working life. With changes to our working lives happening every day, be it economical change, amendments in legislation, or even the advance of technology, it's important to develop your skill set to remain effective in your career. Absolutely. And this is not a suggestion to employers that people continue with professional development so that they can, you know, hightail it out um, six months later. I'm certain that can happen. Please don't let that prevent you from taking the opportunity to support ongoing educational challenges. When you invest in your employees, and I'm going to read you something from Richard Branson's autobiography, it benefits across the board. And even if they do end up leaving because they now have a set of skills they didn't have before, um, maybe talk to somebody about that and make them a better offer at your company. It's worth doing that to help keep people. So effective professional development involves ensuring your knowledge and understanding of your area of expertise for your career is always at the highest possible level. It is the acquisition of skills and knowledge for career advancement, but it also includes an element of personal development. So what they're saying here for professional development, examples for that are IT training, health and safety, uh, you know, accountancy or budgeting, other topics were you know, leadership and communication skills, handling HR challenges, things like that. So personal development is a little bit different, still fantastic though. 
When you think of personal development, think about what skills you need to accomplish the results required, both in your role and for life in general. It's about improving your talents and potential, both in and out of the workplace. By having a thorough understanding of what you need to achieve and how to achieve it, you can develop the necessary skills by way of a solution. Um, and so their example here is about um, two people who have fantastic professional development skills, so they're terrific in accounting and whatever, but the problem is, is that they encounter conflict a lot with colleagues when they're talking about projects for a variety of reasons. They have conflict with moving projects forward with each other. Um, and so some personal development is needed around their communication skills, how they manage deadlines, um, time management, obviously, and, and a variety of other things. So uh, they say some examples of personal development are leadership training, management training, time management, handling difficult situations and conflict management, communication skills. And uh, I think that's a, a really important distinction. The other emphasis is make sure that this is a part of your, your plan. Whether you are an employee or an entrepreneur, ongoing education, be it professional or personal, is really vital to your ongoing success. Um, if you listen to my Wise Words podcast on, it was John C. Maxwell, The 15, Laws of, or 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, fantastic book. And he puts a real emphasis on continued learning, whether it's through workshops, whether it's through a mentorship relationship, whether it's through uh, book learning or courses or whatever. Um, it's identifying areas of your personality or your business skill set that require some improvement, making a plan and making it a priority. And that's the biggest thing, is you have to make education, be it um, personal or professional, a priority for you, for your employees, for your family, whomever. You need to support that. Um, the website that I told you about, the Braylon Learning, linolearning.co, um, they offer a professional development plan that you can download. I mean, it's an email catch, but it's a neat little document. And it's a professional development plan. Um, and it, it takes you through the steps to create SMART objectives. And SMART is an acronym. Um, I'll be damned if I can remember, but it's it's accountable. I don't know. You're just you're measurable goals, essentially. I'm having a moment. Sorry. And um, so where do you see yourself over the next year? What goals are you making for yourself? And then what skills, knowledge, and experience do I need to acquire to develop myself further? How will I achieve it? And what's the deadline? And, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're running the show yourself, it's a really important conversation to have with yourself. And I do that on a regular basis. Um, one of the reasons I do it is for my podcast, but the other is there's a lot I need to know. Uh, I just recently bought my, for my tech startup, I bought a, um, a software project management book that I'm going to start reading shortly. And I'm going to be developing a coaching program as one of the phases for my new business. So I need to understand the difference between normative and ipsative metrics for uh, assessing abilities and skills. I need to understand the psychology behind coaching. I need to understand all of those things that need to be in place to work with a professional who knows what they're doing to develop the coaching plan that would work well with my tech company. When you hand over all the power and all the information and all the knowledge to a third party and you don't bring anything to the table for that, from my perspective anyway, you're not going to end up with exactly what you need. So it behooves you when you are uh, developing something and, and working with a third party to bring as much knowledge to the table as possible. And a few months ago, I finished reading uh, Richard Branson's Like a Virgin, Secrets They Won't Teach You at Business School. And one of the chapters is called Good Training is Good Business. 
And this book is a, it's a really interesting read. If you haven't read any of, any of Richard Branson's stuff, it's definitely worth a look. Um, I really enjoyed it. And he's an intriguing man. I'm telling you, you know, about those, those questions they ask with 10 people you could invite to dinner. Oh man, would he be on the list just because he'd be a hoot and he's so smart. It's, it's kind of crazy. So he wrote a, a, a newspaper column for a while. So some of the chapters in here are based off that newspaper column. And he says, when does your staff find time to pursue further training? Do you allow them to do this in the, during the normal office hours or must they do it over the weekend? At our business, we struggle to find time for education during office hours. And his answer is, uh, I'm, I probably won't read the whole thing, but anyway, ensuring that your team has the tools needed to succeed in an increasingly competitive and challenging marketplace is key for startups and emerging companies, as is developing and retaining a strong, stable workforce. This often makes the difference between success and failure. But it can be a challenge since businesses fighting to gain a foothold in their markets can rarely afford for their staff to take time off for training purposes. Many do not have enough people to cover for missing workers. Starving your team of training, however, is a false economy. As you build your business, you'll make investments in many different areas so that it can improve and develop. Investments in your staff should be at the top of your list. Finding a good solution will help you to establish your reputation in your industry. It is almost always best to be known as a progressive company with a strong focus on training, the flexibility to accommodate employees' needs, and the guts to stick by them through thick and thin. While doing this might not be easy in today's economic environment, it may be worth any short-term hardship because your company will attract some of the best people in business and they will help you stay ahead of the competition. And he goes on to talk about the fact that Virgin, they have a, um, a very strong education-based culture and how crucial that is. And, and he is a, a lifelong learner. He's also dyslexic, which is, um, which is interesting. So despite challenges, he continues to place value on education, which I just love. So if this has got you thinking, you know, when was the last time you took a, a personal inventory and kind of went, huh, am I complacent at my job? Is there a way I could be doing my job better? Do I want to turn my job into a career? And if so, what do I need to learn to do that? And in this day and age where there's a market difference um, in the marketplace and jobs available, you know, you got to step up. You got to find a way to, you know, show that you're dedicated to what you're doing um, and it also does provide a stepping stone to your next career path. And likewise, as an entrepreneur, if you pass all of the, the difficult things that you don't know onto other people to do, then how do you know if things are going wrong? So if you pass all of the, you know, for, for I'll use my example, if you're a, in a software development situation and you pass all of the knowledge on to a third party, how do you, how can you tell if, if things are going sideways? You know, if you don't take some time to learn about accounting and, and finance and, and predictive spreadsheets and all that good stuff, you might not realize you're in trouble until it's too late. And you can't blame that third party, right? It's, it's on you. It's your baby. It's your company. You need to make the time to make it happen, to make that education. Likewise, if you're in a situation in an office environment and you're constantly running into conflict and being misunderstood, which was one of the reasons I launched in the whole personal development situation, I was having issues. Um, and, uh, you know, it ends up you don't feel completely terrific about yourself. And I didn't like it. I didn't like making people feel uncomfortable. I didn't like being misunderstood. And I, I took steps to fix it. So, you know, likewise, if you're running into stuff like that, if you're losing friendships all the time, if you're, you know, if you're just struggling in general to get along in society, then maybe it's time to 
take a look at the common factor, which is you. Um, everybody. And my husband said this to me years ago, and he, and he wasn't meaning it as an insult by any stretch of the imagination. But everybody has something they could be working on. Everybody has a talent or a skill that could be developed more. Everybody's got something that they could be doing better. And this is a way, you know, using these personal development plan tools, making learning a priority, understanding the balance between education and personal development is everything that you need to be successful, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an employee, just in life in general. So strongly recommend that you take a look at DeGroote School of Business, uh, especially if you're looking at management and leadership development. I've never been disappointed by anything that I've gone to there. Uh, it is on my agenda. There is a new course being offered there, uh, which is being run by Disney. And it's about thinking outside the box and then how to communicate that, and which totally my jam. Um, so it's on my bucket list to hopefully take that at some point. Creative Live is a fantastic resource for educational tools. There's tons out there. If you've taken a course recently and you've enjoyed it, whether it is professional development or personal development, I'd love to hear about it so we can share the resource. If you've got some bucket lists that you want to learn, you know, bucket list items you want to learn about and you're not sure how to get connected to the right resource, please leave it in the comments and I'll be happy to try and find something for you. Um, and as always, you know, education is key. It's absolutely key. You've got to make it happen. You've got to make it a priority. Because if even Richard Branson says it's key to success, you know, it's got some validity. Thanks very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, hoping to see you or talk to you soon on the next uh, Entrepreneurial Entrails or Wise Words podcast. Drop me a line at Twitter, uh, mcvcoms. You can visit mcvcommunications.ca, which is my website. And, uh, and that's it. Hope you're having a fantastic day and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Across the Desk. You can follow me on Twitter at mcbcoms, Instagram at mcbcommunications, or visit mcbcommunications.ca to see where else I'm hiding out.